Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freckled Foodie and Friends, a podcast focused on making healthy living approachable, hosted by yours truly, Cameron Rogers. We are coming at you from the headquarters of one of our favorite fitness lines, Addison Bay, with one of my closest friends in this food Instagram blogging world, Erin Morrissey from Erin Lives Whole. Hello. And we are both ambassadors for this wonderful Addison Bay clothing line, so you should definitely go shop. I would give you Aaron's code, but I'm trying to win. So if you use ABCAM25, you get 25% off everything. Um, but a good we, plug. Yeah, good plug, right? We just spent the day shooting, and now I'm so excited because whether this will be the first released podcast, I still have to figure out the timing of everything, but it's the first recorded one. Woo. So, so excited to be here. Big deal, big deal. And yeah. bear with us, people. We're just going to kind of have our own conversation. So... I'm still figuring out the logistical planning of this whole podcast, but I think most episodes that I listen to, if the person has questions, like, you know, set questions they ask every guest, they're usually at the end. And I really like the idea of putting in the beginning because A, we don't have sponsors yet, but also I think it sparks like fun conversation. Yeah. So the questions that I plan to ask all guests, we'll start with the first one. How would you define success? Um, I think this is a great question and I think that my answer has changed over the years because I kind of had this set success being the idea of success being making a lot of money yeah um, I think I just grew up in that household where you just get a nine-to-five yep um, nine-to-five being even way longer than that too yeah um, <laughs> like does nine-to-five actually exist anymore no I don't like, think so. no it doesn't um, but and then so success was kind of like, all right, at the every two weeks you get your paycheck, mm-hmm. and that's being successful. That's making 100%. money is being successful. And while I still think there's some truth in the fact to making money and success, but I still think now success to me is fulfillment and happiness within my own life. And 100%. if I feel like what I'm doing is fulfilling, then that's successful. Yeah, and I totally agree. And I actually talk with my therapist about this a lot because it's hard so we'll get into exactly what you do but it's hard being your own boss and you know you always think that you're used to these paychecks and that's like oh I'm successful because I'm making money and then maybe you're not making as much money but why does that make you less successful if you're way more fulfilled and you're loving what you're doing and you're proud of it right and I think that that even like I think other people who maybe our entrepreneurs um, maybe sitting on the outside are like, well, how are you going to define your success? And how are you going to like, how obviously people ask me, how are you, how do you make money? How are you going to make yeah. money? What was your plan? Like when I left, what was your plan to make money? Because they wanted to, they basically wanted to ask me how I was going to be successful. And so while we're on that topic, which is why I like having the questions in the beginning to kind of spark this intro, can you give us a little bit about what you're doing now? And I guess what you were doing beforehand? Yeah, so I was kind of, I guess we can start off with what I was doing beforehand. I was kind of always the person who never really felt super passionate about anything Mm -hmm. when it came to, like, career. I tried out. When I went to college, like, I did the division of undergraduate studies, so I got to try out a bunch of different majors. So Mm -hmm. I tried teaching. I tried HR. I tried um, employee engagement. I tried, and then I eventually found PR, which Mm -hmm. I liked a little bit, but I still wasn't like, oh, man, this is, like, the it, this is my calling. I want yeah. to do this for the rest of my life. So, but it gave you a paycheck. It gave me a paycheck. <laughs> it gave me a paycheck, and it was like, and I didn't really have, 
I, I don't know, I just kind of was like struggling to find my like my path and like mm-hmm. I like I felt like I had a bunch of friends though who were went to school for nursing and they knew that they wanted to be nurses yeah. forever. And I was like, I wonder what that's like to have that. Like to mm-hmm. be like, wow, this is what I want to do. So I kind of just like coasted through college basically. Okay. Um and I graduated and I ended up getting a job in corporate America mm-hmm. um at an amazing company and it was great. I mean I the the paycheck was awesome. The people yeah. that worked there were awesome. Like it was a really good company, but I would go to work every day being like, I'm bored. This is mm-hmm. not for me. And so while I was there, um I had I had like just started for fun a food Instagram account and I kind of was like, you know what, I'm gonna start a blog with it. I knew that if I wanted to have one Instagram account, I wanted to have a website with it as well. Yeah. So I just kind of like toyed with it, played with it. And I somehow was able to just like put split, not really split my time between work, but like kind of just like use my off hours or my weekends to like yeah. really dedicate my time to creating my Instagram account. And what, just for reference, what year was this all going down? Yeah. So, so I started my Instagram and blog in April of 2017. Okay. So it's still fairly new. Yeah. Um, damn, you've grown. But it's been it's been really it's been awesome because it's something that like I realized, oh my gosh. So when people were so passionate about nursing, mm-hmm. like that was their passion. And then I found something that I was so passionate about and just like sharing not only I mean, we can get into like my background and yeah, my story, definitely. but like even sharing that part and then also like creating I, I mean, I grew up cooking and baking with my mom all the time and that was like our form of like therapy with each other. Mm-hmm. And so then using that to then like share with other people has just been that's successful for me. Yeah. And it's fulfilling. So fulfilling. I I now like I left my job, I guess it was like a year ago. So a year after I started my account, I left my job. Um which seems a little crazy when, it, yeah. when you put numbers to it. But Which is wild. I mean, it's definitely a faster turnover or mm-hmm. turnaround than I think most accounts right. and people have. But you clearly right. and I think were that, succeeding and growing. And I think that people can um, – I probably could have hung on a little bit mm-hmm. longer, but I felt like I was ready, like, like personally. Like, yeah. I wasn't necessarily making tons of money and, like, you know what I mean? But I felt – I was like, you know what? Like, if I want to expand my business, this is what I, I want to leave now. And, and I just knew – I kind of planned it out, like – all right, I'm going to save up all of my next few paychecks yep. before I leave and just make sure that I have some foundation before I go. Absolutely. And what day, when was your actual last day? Because we were very close, right? Yeah, we were close. My my dead last day was May 1st, 2018. Yeah, we were three days apart. Yeah, that was I a Monday. That. Yeah. Because mine was the Friday, yeah. April 27th. That's weird. Because backstory on the two of us, we, I don't even think we followed, like we didn't no. know each other. I don't know how we connect. I, like someone, someone, or maybe I like did I someone I, connect us? I don't know. Maybe I DM'd you. I think, and I th- saw that you were leaving your job, and I was like, "Hey, oh my gosh, yeah, crazy I think that's story. what it was." Because you were like, I had I just posted on my story that like I kept it under. The, so I was on disability, and then I went back for a week. I put in my two weeks notice and I didn't post about the fact that I was leaving until like the last day. And I think that weekend I posted about it and your last day mm-hmm. was that Monday mm-hmm. and you DM'd me and I remember we had a phone call. I remember exactly where I was so. and it, we were just talking over DM and we had never talked before. Yep. We were like, let's just get on the phone. And we it's talked for weird. like, yeah, not weird at all, <laughs> but we talked for like almost an hour yeah. about our experience and what we, and we both like, Obviously, this isn't what anyone recommended to me, and I would venture to say mm-hmm. you feel the same way, but I didn't have a plan. Mm-mm. I mean, I had an idea of what I wanted to do, but it's not like I sat there and wrote out like, okay, this is my one-month plan. This is my two-month plan. Like, I didn't have a business model. And 
it was a total fucking risk. I mean, yeah. massive. I am glad every second of every day that I took it. But I think that really resonated for both of us where we were both on the same page of like, it honestly just felt like this pull that we knew we had to follow it and just figure it out from there. Because you can always go back to the corporate world. Totally. I, I said that to myself. I said, you know what? I'm going to give myself a year. Exactly. And if I, at the end of this year, you were I nice. don't I gave see... myself six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, give myself a little grace. Yeah. Um, I said at the end of this, at the end of these 12 months, if I genuinely don't feel like I've advanced my career, then mm-hmm. I can go back. And it, guess what? If in three years, I still don't yeah. feel like that, I can go back. And maybe I won't go back to the same company I was at, but I still have all of this. And plus, I went out and did an entrepreneurial thing. Exactly. Own, so that helps too. And that, that was like, if I fail at this, the corporate world is not going anywhere. Yeah. And if I go back, if I go to a company and say like, oh, I tried something on my own. You know, I really took a risk and a leap of faith and I believed in myself and it ended up not working as well as I would have thought. And now I'm ready to enter the corporate world again. Who the hell would think that was a negative thing? No, no one. Um, so, I mean, that was like the assurance that I left with and I think you did too. I'm definitely not in my foreseeable future going back to the corporate world, probably ever. Mm-hmm. But... um. I think we also, you know, I love having you as a friend because we've been on such a similar page of life and we have a lot of random catch-ups on the phone of Mm -hmm. just not like therapy sessions, but it's very much real venting about the struggles that we're facing because it's really hard. Especially as a young female entrepreneur who were both like entrepreneurs almost through the internet. It's so weird. So it's bizarre. (laughs) And so like when you can find someone that you can relate to, Mm -hmm. it like those those conversations help me and they help me like not even just like straight business strategy but then also things like just like get keeping my emotions in check and like what's our best ways to make sure that that we're keeping our anxiety at bay and exactly and things like that because I think we're also both very big Mm go-getters and it's really tough when you're your own boss to be like okay it's time to put work down I know we both struggle with that because I mean I could work until the wee hours of the night and then wake up at the ass crack of dawn to keep going yep because you don't want it's when it's like your baby you don't want to turn off and I always thought I think that when I would like hear people talk about how they just don't want to stop working I was kind of like that's baloney yeah. Like that is not true. But when it's something that you're gung ho passionate about and you only see mm-hmm. this being your future, you want you just want to keep working at it and working at it. There's always more to do. And always. I think it's hard when you're the boss because you know there's so much more to do. You know, when you have a boss, it's like, okay, you're given assignments and you check them off. It's like, okay, I'm done here. Great. Have a nice day. Have a nice night. But when you're the boss, I think it's the hardest part. It's like the boss is always watching. Mm-hmm. You know, it's awesome. But yeah. the boss is always fucking watching. Right. I know. Well, and even talking about your thing that you're talking about, like having a plan, mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people talk about um, that they have to have this huge plan. And I think when I went and I sat my parents down and I sat like my brother was there and we, I said, hey, I'm going to be leaving my job yeah. and here's what I'm doing. The first question obviously was like, okay, so what's your plan? Like what's your Same. six month? I want to see like your, so my brother's a consultant. And so he is like, all right, we're making a business plan. And I was like, nope, I don't want that. Like I don't want that. I just want for the next 12 months yeah. to just – do my best to grow this. And I, granted, I think that having like a business plan and all that stuff is oh, like, it's very legitimate. And you and really need it for certain businesses. Totally. You do. hundred percent. I'm Completely not like agree. downplaying that. But I thought that in this, the space that I was in and what I saw for my future, I needed time to be creative and 100%. I needed things to fail and I need things to go 
well. And, and, and I don't need to just have this strict rigid structure because I've had that for so long in my life Mm -hmm. that I needed to just go out there and just do what I felt like doing that day or what I felt like doing that month. And did I want to do an ebook that time or this time? I can do it whenever I want. And I think one of the things I kept saying when I quit my job is I feel like every time I open a door, there are 10 doors behind it. And each one is a different experience. And I want to open them so badly, but I don't have the time. And that's what eventually forced me to leave uh, my corporate job because I just felt like there was so much opportunity out there. And you have no freaking idea what's next. And that's okay. And I think it's really hard to understand when you're not in this creative space and even hard for us as newcomers to the creative space as regiment, scheduled, oriented people, you know, in my mind, I'm constantly thinking like, okay, well, I wonder what next month holds. But I then have to reel it back in. I'd be like, okay, you would have never assumed when I started Freckled Foodie. I mean, I was so focused on just the meal prep aspect of it. And I don't know if you feel this way about like a certain part of your business, but that was such a focus for me. I never really thought I would do health coaching. Meanwhile, I love health coaching. I never would have imagined I'm starting a podcast. Like yeah. it's just taken so many different directions because once you try something once, it lights this fire in your right. In you learn you. what you like and what yeah. you don't like, and even if like and I you chase it, right? I thought the left my I left where I was working, and I was like, I think that like Instagram is going to be the be all end all for me. Mm-hmm. But then I've found this passion in blogging and like yeah. actually putting things to a website and like and, and now everything looks photog- so nice on your blog. Holy shit! Thank you. I'm, I look at it. I'm, I'm like, like well, I, I'm like the first person to also hire out help. I'll be like, hey, I need help with designing my <laughs> website. I need help here. But also, like, I'm learning. I'm, I just like I bought a photography course, so like I can learn how to That's use the nice so camera. And yeah. It's like, those are aspects of the my business that I was kind of just like, eh, I don't know if I really want to do them. But then once I started doing them, I was like, wow, this is really awesome. A hundred percent. And that's I felt that way too with like video content. I'm like, nah, whatever. And then I joke like, give me a mic, and I won't shut the hell yeah, up. It's like talking it. to your talking to your phone on your stories my little sister was like the second you start talking to your phone I'm unfollowing you and I was like oh my god I would never and now once I started I can't the most engaged stories ever I cannot stop I know so every time we do it I text her I'm like I'm sorry it's okay she does she like it now yeah she does and she's the first one she must watch them instantaneously because she always dms me most of the time making fun of me or like correcting my grammar but she's a she's a true fan at heart. I know. Yeah, she is. <laughs> it's she's okay. watching for a reason. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, another thing, another one of my questions that I want to ask everyone is: I feel like we're all so focused on talking about how amazing other people are, and not that I want people bragging about themselves all day. But what is the favorite thing about yourself? Um, oh, this is a good question, and Thank I you. think that <laughs> I think that my favorite thing about myself, and I think that this is more as of like the past like three years is that I'm like very compassionate towards other people and it's mm-hmm. not necessarily not necessarily have to do with my business but I am almost always like I don't know I feel like I always give people the benefit of the doubt yeah and whether that you know you could say that's that thing but like I honestly feel genuinely like I don't care who you are where you're from anything about you but if you can like make me laugh and smile and you're nice to me then mm-hmm. then that just like I don't know, makes me feel like I just have this like big open heart towards other people. And I think I that it's that. just like struggles that I've been through in the past. I was going to say, is it recent? Is because it I remember always like high way? school, I was like, I, don't, I wasn't, I wasn't like, I was never, I was never a mean girl. I never like really got in fights with girls, but like there, 
I just felt like it was very tough and like yeah. you had to like be a certain way and I just felt like maybe I wasn't like acting like my truest self mm-hmm. and then I just like went through all of this stuff and like personal realizations and I was just like you know what like you got to give everyone a shot like you got to give everyone a fair shot yeah and now I'm feeling like like I doesn't I don't care who you are like I'd be willing to be your friend like that's and very I, nice I think that that's something that like I I don't know I wish other people I think a lot of people just immediately write people off yeah you know I agree I definitely and I struggle I, with that. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard though. No, it's yeah. hard because it's just like you immediately think like, oh, I, I don't like this person, or you just make like a blank judgment, and like mm-hmm. that's something that I've like I don't know. I feel like I've like worked on now that I'm just like you know what like, I want I want to make sure that I'm giving everyone that like fair chance. Yeah. What if you don't mind me asking because I do not have yeah. any boundaries. You say like maybe some of the struggles you went through that led you to that way. Did you feel like maybe you were on the other side of that judgment at one point? Yeah, definitely. I think that um I think I always always struggled to like find my place okay. within groups. Like I always I was always like as as weird as it sounds, I was always in the friends group in high school with the, that had like the most like there's always a ton of friends there's always yeah. like, a lot of people we were always we're going to parties we we're always doing this it was always fun but I always saw the other people like they were the first ones to get boyfriends or they were the first yeah. ones to like have a like a new best friend or something mm-hmm. then I went to college and um I had rushed a sorority mm-hmm. and what I, sorority were you in so I rushed a sorority oh, okay so I rushed a sorority and I but I didn't end up joining got it so I rushed one and then I got like dirty rushed mm-hmm. and so I basically it was like 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 hustled into like a, a one of the top tier sororities at Penn State yeah and I then was like on the last night I didn't get a bid from them oh really and so my heart was like broken into a million pieces yeah and that's just one of the little pieces of my journey that like I think yeah. has just made me be like wow like I was treated pretty poorly mm-hmm. and so then I was just like oh my gosh my eyes have been open to like wow people like don't deserve to be treated like that or like, yeah you know um, but then like that kind of that whole thing like spiraled into like just like all of the I don't know just kind of feeling like maybe I wasn't the one that was getting the boyfriend I also went through a really like a pretty intense breakup okay. with a boyfriend from high school and it was it was like emotionally abusive okay and so with that and then with just like trying to fit in in college and it's trying a lot. to find it's it's a lot of pressure and so that's when things so I mean we can yeah let's, about, let's get but, into it um I basically was the girl who never gave a crap about what she ate what she mm-hmm. like i maybe we maybe we'll go for like a 20 minute run if i wanted to i was never yeah. like, fitness and health were just like not in my realm um were you playing sports as a kid I never yeah i grew up yeah. playing like That's i did like all that. of the community sports yeah i literally did them all um and it was just always like i always was like fine like i was just like inv- involved but not like the best sports person yeah um but then I went, like, I went to college. I didn't play any sports in college. Um, but I just, like, I would go to the gym. I would just, like, hang out. But then after all of these things happened, like, with the high school boyfriend and with, like, the sorority and, like, just struggling to feel like, like, all of my friends maybe were in sororities and, like, I mm-hmm. didn't really find, like, one that, like, I fit into. Um, I ended up finding that I could get control mm-hmm. from exercising a lot yeah. and eating very little. Yeah. And so I finally found something that I was like, oh my gosh, I have a grip on life. Mm-hmm. Like I have a grip, I get it, I get life now. Like I can uber control my food, uber control my exercise. And I ended up losing like so much weight in one year. Yeah. Actually in six months that I um, had been going through like therapists and nutritionists and that was with the help of obviously like my parents. Who I was gonna were say, were you like aware of the situation and yes, acknowledging of it? 
because my mood changed as well. Okay. So when like when that happens, yeah. like it's very common for your mood to change. And I ended up like I went to Penn State, which is one of the best tailgating schools in the country, mm-hmm. and I couldn't go to a tailgate because I was miserable and I was so terrified of the food and so terrified of like the alcohol and everything. Yeah. So I um and so I ended up going home on every weekend. Okay. And my parents were like, this is my junior year. What's going on? My parents were like, you, what do you mean? Last year you were like the number one Nittany Lion fan. Yeah. And I was like, no. Like there's, and so they knew something's wrong. Plus that they could see like physically I mm-hmm. look different. Um, and so they, like they, I was willing to like meet with therapists and nutritionists and try, try to get some help just because they, my parents were very adamant about that. Yeah. Like they didn't, they, they weren't the kind of parents that were just like, let me go, but they didn't. Which is amazing because I've been around eating disorders, whether it's, family, friends, you name it. And I think the hardest step is ever getting that person to acknowledge like you actually do need help. It's the hardest step. It's the hardest, yeah. it's the hardest thing. And, it, and and I think I was like resistant to it a little bit at first, but then my parents were like, like we're putting our foot down, like we're paying for your college. If you, you like we yeah, got, we've no got to get you help. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was willing God to do it. God bless your parents. Yeah, I th- I'm thankful for them. Mm-hmm. But then eventually got so bad that the doctors at school, so it was three hours away, Penn State was three hours away, yeah. um, were like she needs to go home and she needs to go to a, a treatment center. Okay. So I left middle of my junior year um, to go home and luckily the treatment center, which is it's a pretty renowned center and it's right outside of Philadelphia. So I was one of the lucky ones. People were from all over the country. Who were there? I can't imagine being that far from your family. Like California, such an important yeah. healing phase. So they of wouldn't your get life. to see their. So like my parents could come in for like therapy sessions yeah. and stuff, which was awesome. Um, so I lived there for like five weeks. Wow. Um, yeah, and it 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 was the first step in my healing process. Yeah, but the, in it in it, in recovery from an eating disorder, it's more than just obviously about the food and the exercise. It's also about like healing your whole like mindset and your whole like what what was the key factors behind this? Like why didn't you feel good enough or why didn't you feel like that you fit in or something like that? So I Absolutely. worked really hard for the next like year and a half to even just like get myself back on track into like a normal mindset. Yeah, and so. I think we've talked about this before, but and also I do want to say while we're on this topic, if this is something you're struggling with, like we by no means are professionals with any type of degree no. in this topic, definitely seek professional help. Yeah. This is just us talking about our two journeys. Um, but something we've discussed before is how eating disorders mainly stem from the lack of or the strive for control. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing you can control. And I think a lot of times, and it's interesting how many food, it is interesting how many Instagram bloggers or food people in the, yeah. our space have dealt with this, right. um, I guess, not yeah. issue, but have yeah, dealt no, with it. Yeah. And I think, you know, we all, if you are a controlling person, which I've definitely been working on my entire life, giving up control, I have grown immensely over the past few years on letting go of it but Mm -hmm. I recently kind of came to the realization of the way I was working out two years ago was not healthy like it was all control yeah it was such a like controlling thing because I could control the amount of miles I ran I could control how fast I went I could control like you know that's what I latched onto because I felt like it was lacking in other aspects of my life because I wasn't satisfied I wasn't that happy you know, in my job, I, I just didn't feel as fulfilled. And so you seek fulfillment in something that you can control. Right. No, and, I, I completely yeah. agree with that. And like, that's the, the whole control aspect for me is like, um, I, I found that 
control so then like when you are healing then you have to like figure out okay so like how do you still feel in control of your life without having to micromanage your food yeah. and your exercise so like you learn different things that you're passionate about or like mm-hmm. it, without that so like I was like I kept always saying like oh I'm so passionate about healthy eating and yeah. <laughs> I'm so passionate about exercising yeah but like that that wasn't really passion it was just me masking the fact mm-hmm. that there was there was something else going on yeah um so that was like another learning process was then like relearning okay so what am I truly passionate about like what do I truly Absolutely. love doing um like and and I also like I think that even finding other people who um who like take your mind off things like I met, met my boyfriend at the time mm-hmm. and that was like a turning point in my like in my health journey because he, he just was like there was no time for wasting sitting around worrying, worrying yeah. about like there's what so I was much more do. going on yeah. in the world that you want to enjoy especially when you find someone that you love and you want to share it with yeah absolutely and I also think you know unfortunately eating disorders are something and a lot of mental health like they're not just something that leave you it's always a part of your journey but I, I so admire how you've taken this part of your life and helped shape the rest of your career by using it in a great way you know and I love that you're very open about the entire experience and that you're willing to speak about it because I do think a lot of people out there are struggling and it's unfortunately a very taboo topic like mental health where we don't really discuss it as often as we should in an effort to help people feel less alone because I think that's the most terrifying feeling is feeling alone yeah and it, it is and like I remember when I was first going through it I was like what when they first used the word like you have an eating mm-hmm. disorder I was like what are you talking about no I don't yeah, like no. I, no one in my family has that like no one none of my friends had any disorder like, yeah that's just like mental health was so like even like five six years ago it was just like hush hush like oh my you God, don't totally like and I, I remember being like okay I don't have that like let's not talk about that yeah. and then now I'm like shouting it from the rooftops like I've also I've worked hard as hell to get where I am now mm-hmm. so I'm like really proud of that but also it's like there's not enough out there like the amount of like people that reach out to me who say that they also feel like they're struggling it just proves the fact that there needs to be more sort of help out there for for young women and men like I know, you know? men is such an interesting thing that it no is. one ever talks about it's an interesting thing yeah yeah I'd, I'd be very curious to get someone on here to do a deep dive on that because yeah. I mean, I personally don't know anyone or anyone that's come out and said they struggle with that. Yeah. But I know there are men out there who right. Go and like I think this. about it, my center was all for women, so it's like yeah, like, I can't imagine if you you probably you would f- like just feel like oh, maybe there's nowhere really for me to go to get yeah. help or so. Are you still in touch with any of the girls from the center? Yeah. yeah so I, I mean, I made lifelong friends there, which is sure. it, just I remember walking in there being like, I this is crazy, like I'm. I'm not going to fit in with anyone here. Mm-hmm. And then you go and you realize, wow, a lot of these people are just like me. Yeah. Like we all have the same personalities. Yeah. And-, and healing from things in a collective space is such a more gratifying and fulfilling and welcoming experience than healing on your own. And you share that experience with these people that, you know, you'll, you'll have them for the rest of your life probably. Yep. I think they'll be lifelong friends. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And then speaking of the rest of your life, where do you foresee I know you don't have a plan mm-hmm. but <laughs> if you could like create some type of dream right now where do you see Aaron Lips Hole going um this question is like ever-changing so maybe if you ask me in like yeah, six months but like totally right different. now currently so, perfect. right now end I of would February say, 2019 yeah uh, if I look like in the, if I look like down the road I'm like Aaron Lips Hole is like a brand mm-hmm. as um a website and an Instagram account um and I and I really want it to be a place where people can come for healthy recipes but also 
they don't there's no like extreme I don't use any sort of extreme ingredients it's just yeah. things that you could buy at any grocery store yeah that's um, true you do a lot of like yeah, shopping like, at every type of grocery every grocery store. store and like you and like and granted I still cook with like almond flour and mm-hmm. but like that those are available now at your local know, grocery amazing. store which is cool yeah so um I like I want it to be a place where people can come they can come and search for they can do both baked goods which is my favorite thing in the world your baked goods are I next love, I love freaking baking. level <laughs> next level Thanks, girl. um but then also even like savory recipes and dinner like a quick dinner or something Mm. I want it to be one uniform platform and I want the blog to ultimately be where I'm able to like share stories about myself and then also like I will never give up sharing pieces of my journey to Aaron Lives Whole like through eating disorder recovery yeah um just because that has that has shaped me and I think that this may be an interesting point to bring up I had the other day I had removed the ED, ED recovered mm-hmm. from my Instagram because yeah. that someone had told me they're like that's not a good thing to have on there. Never officially recovered. Yeah. Well, no. They just like it's just not a good thing to on. It doesn't look good. And I heard that from someone, and I was like, and I really let it get to me, so I removed it. And and then and then the next day, someone reached out to me and they're like, hey, I noticed that you removed that. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm putting it back up there. Did you put it back up? Yeah. So like, this you. is a part of me. Like I know that I no longer struggle and like granted, of course everyone has moments where they're like, Oh, like I don't feel great. I just but like yeah. that's kind of normal. But I but I like I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna put it up there because that's still a part of my journey and that's like I wanna keep sharing that part mm-hmm. and I don't wanna I don't I don't think I ever like belabor the point. I'm like I'm not no, all not about, at all. Like, people come for the recipes. Yeah. Um but, but there's more to it. But that's like I love sharing my personality. I want the Aaron Lewis whole brand to be like more than just a platform for food. Yeah. And I think it's interesting you mentioned that because I have someone very close to me who struggled with an eating disorder and she says that it's a lifelong thing and her the way she recovered was kind of removing it from herself and thinking of it as a separate person who's walking beside her. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I acknowledge you and I get that you're here, but you're not in, you're not controlling me. Yep. Like you're not invited. You're not invited. Yeah. Like you're not, yeah. I'll acknowledge you as a human being next to me, but you're not inside of me. And I think it would be really interesting because they say, eating disorders are very extended journeys and you know unfortunately they do stay with you for Mm -hmm. a long time because you're so open about it it could be an interesting thing for you to do of like this is what a year out of recovery looks like this is what two years out of recovery looks like yeah this is how I've grown in the past year and like how because I'm sure you're still acknowledging you know maybe a year ago you felt like you were fully recovered yes. and a year later you're looking back being like wow like I thought I and I'm totally no, not putting no. words in your mouth but I feel this way about certain things where I'm like oh I have all my shit together I'm great like I'm so healthy and then a year later I look back I'm like what the fuck yeah. was I thinking yeah that's well, not I, healthy I totally think that way and like even last year like even something that maybe I had posted on Instagram and then it was just and it, it wasn't ever like oh, I'm recovered I'm blah 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 but it was just something like here's my journey in recovery blah, blah. and then I, I look back now and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was still like, not really in it, but just like, I still was like working it was still through lingering. it. Yeah. yeah. So I think that'd be interesting. It would be interesting. And be like, this is what well, I learned from the last year's post. Totally. And I, it's even funny now, like when I was going to post like a personal picture the other day, I was like, it was like taking a lot out of me to come up with caption because once you really like step away from that part of your life and you really start to heal, it becomes mm-hmm. less interesting. Oh, 100%. and you don't want to keep going back and talking about your eating disorder and talking yeah. about it and talking about it. So, so it's been like I've been like, okay, I still want to share my journey, but I just want to do it in like bits and pieces. Where when it when it's totally to me or something. fair, yeah. 
And then I'm not like just not that you have to plug anything, but are there any exciting Aaron Lives Whole projects that you want people to know about? Yes. So, well, it's kind of in the works. I just finished up a free ebook. Oh, so right. it was like a I've little mini it. ebook. Um, and I'm going to be working on another what was it? ebook. Six recipes, six, six ingredients recipes, or something? Six dessert recipes, six ingredients or less. So See, simple. You're good. <laughs> you did your homework. I, well, I did my friend work, yeah. but yes, it happened did. to be you homework did. for you the did. podcast. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm also going to be working on an ebook, probably hopefully for release over the summer. Amazing. Um, yeah, that's like, that's... I like the the I think that I used part of like the baking and the cooking as part of my therapy and yeah. it turned into just such a huge passion for me. So that's amazing. Okay. And so then before we close up, I'm gonna ask my third and final question. It is what are the three like the top three ways to your heart through food? So it could be a specific meal, it could be a specific dish at a restaurant, it could like, you know, it doesn't have to be – it can be as, as specific as you okay. need it to be, but the top three ways to your heart. So it doesn't have to be your three favorite foods, but, like, you know Okay, so I mean? I'm going to give you, like, a scenario. Okay, yeah, scenario I love that. Three scenario. Okay, so you – like, this is, like, if you want to hang out with me or if you're my boyfriend and you're listening, hint, hint. Um, <laughs> take me out to get a drink first somewhere. Okay. This is, like, I like to set the scene, yes. set the stage. I'm so Let's with you. I'm drink. at the bar. Yep. <laughs> We're there. <laughs> And then, Wait, what type of drink though? It has to be some sort of cocktail. Always start with I always like, start with a cocktail. Are you do you vary on season? Like I'm a seasonal drinker, so like you know, uh, yeah. I, well, I'm, like I'm seasonal with my wines for sure. Okay. Like white, red, but like I also like I'm almost always gonna order some sort of drink with either tequila or vodka. I'm with you, but what's your favorite cocktail? Because you know we're getting your favorite scene. Oh. Like you gotta really set it. for I'm, You know what? I, I actually okay. So I'm gonna say whatever the bartender bartender recommends oh. off their cocktail list. Okay. I'm that annoying. I'm, girl I'm always changing. I'll change like, it up. Like I'm not like I don't get. The, I'm not like a go-to. This is it. Like I will get any cocktail on their list. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, can you create this? Yeah. These are the flavors yeah, I like. So that's Some bartenders like. love it, but then other bartenders are like, like, girl, at you. like come yeah. on. I know. On to the next. So it'll be some sort of cocktail, and then we're going to go to somewhere Mediterranean for dinner. And Ooh, it's going yum. to be like pools of hummus and pita and falafel. And yeah. We just had falafel salads, by the way. Amazing. To set the scene. Yes. Maybe that's why I'm thinking about it. But no, seriously, Medi- yeah. I always say Mediterranean. Like that is my go-to favorite. Um, it's going to be some sort of like meat dish yeah and then chicken and a hummus i used to declare hummus as my favorite food i love hummus um but then there has to be dessert okay absolutely well, now, okay you're getting very <laughs> extensive okay so that's yes dessert. That's, that's it Duh. yeah all right but then you have two other ways to your heart oh, okay i do two okay so then i would it's say three three okay. ways to your heart okay so then that, that's like a whole scene like a cocktail <laughs> a cocktail a mediterranean and then ice cream and then okay. the other foods the other ways to my heart would be like some sort of fudgy chocolate brownie yum with ice cream are you a corner or an inside inside gooey oh i'm like corner well then we make a perfect couple i know well if you would if you would have <laughs> brought some brownies <laughs> today yeah oh, okay next time <laughs> um and then my last one for sure would be some sort of like like gnocchi pasta I'm shocked Dish. oatmeal is not one of these. That's my, yeah, but that's like, that's like my all time favorite and I eat it all the time. So, okay, like, so it's I not like, like the way to your heart. It's yeah. not like, right, like if Tom showed up with the oatmeal, I was shocked. Really? Yeah. I was like, dad, what? I've never even seen you yeah, eat that. Eat he claims he ate it every but, day of his life at work. Well, I, it's like a staple for me. So like, that's like my, I would do a big oatmeal bowl with nut butter. And yeah. But you're like, not like, as like, if I was like, I'm thinking, I guess I'm thinking like last meal kind of thing. Like, yeah, I feel you. It's like some sort of gnocchi dish with like, oh, and bread on the side. So good table yeah. bread oh my god yeah. it's the Olive number one oil. thing i miss being yeah. gluten-free 
I know. Like, seriously. But like, Wait, have you tried Trader Joe's calling gnocchi? Yes. What are your thoughts? Um, I think that they can be done really horribly. Yeah. Oh, my and God. And they can be done right. But I think you need the right amount of oil. And I think yeah. people are afraid to use oil. So it's like, if you use the right amount of oil, you can, you can get them crispy. Have you used ghee? I cook no. with ghee. Trey Do good. I need to try that? Yeah, very okay. good. I hate that I just said Trey good. good. But Trey good. Trey bien. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, I'm going to try it with I'm going to try it with Yeah, ghee. try it. They have a sweet potato one I'm curious about, but I I know, can't. but it comes with sauce on it already. Yeah, well, it also has flour in it, so I couldn't have it. But yeah, but I, no, I think that it's own. like it's like it can get mushy. Like one time I made it and it was like spot on. And the next time I made it and it was like mush, mush city. I've been like real, real hard on the bag bandwagon lately because it was never in stores. And now I don't know if they like totally changed their oh, they platform of like delivery services, yeah. but they That's have good. it every time I go. Have you tried the pesto with it? The Trader Joe's pesto? No, because I usually make my I'm, yeah. I'm big on like marinara with that but if you it's a good quick meal like if you ever need like I know I use pesto. Rouse oh cause it's garlic marinara yeah. Yeah. yeah pesto has yeah. a lot of garlic yeah. in it but Rouse makes a um, garlic free garlic free yeah. uh, garlic and onion free yeah I do that some sauteed arugula or spinach it's like That's a five amazing. second meal I also That's have amazing. a freezer filled with meat yeah. sauce yeah <laughs> like I don't know what is going on we in should my trade fridge, fridges and freezers one day you would die if you saw my freezer you know I've told you that it's now broken twice because it's so overfold that the back fan stops working so I have to empty the entire thing for a day and defrost <laughs> it and like it's all sauces yeah. meats everything yeah. and our wedding cake that I want to eat every time I open it mm. so, so that's amazing okay well those are all my questions I loved it I am so happy to have had you Thank on this you. everyone go follow Erin at Erin Lives Whole or on her website ErinLivesWhole.com yep if you want the most delicious looking chocolatey perfect <laughs> desserts my personal favorite that I have not tried yet but I'm going to is that banana cream pie oh yeah, yeah. it's a labor of love but it's when you make it yeah, and but people I've got a lot eat it they're like that. holy crap this I is know. good I gotta make it okay everyone go follow Thanks her for having me stay tuned for the next episode I hope you enjoyed